1: Once again, the Bread and Circuses podcast, I am Rooster, here with Serial Express Line exploiter, Crow. Hello. 50 items or less, is that how you view them?
0: Uh, okay. Let's talk about this a little bit, before we get into the story.
1: Before we get into a bunch of this stuff, some of this stuff is going to seem old, like it happened a week, week and a half ago, but here's the thing, we had so much stuff that we didn't talk about in the last one, that we have some stuff we... Just can't let go. Right. That we're talking about now.
0: So, yeah, this is going to be a little bit older, but there's the Atlanta state representative that was in the checkout line of 10 items or less, and another Democrat saw that and didn't like it and went and confronted her, and then she came out with this impassioned video afterwards about how he told her to go back where she came from and how can he have so much hate in his heart, and um, it was a big big sensation. Yeah. And then it and turns out said that she's full of shit.
1: She, she did not appreciate that his white privilege was getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. It turns out
0: he says he's not white. He's Cuban. And he just recently uh, tweeted like anti-Trump stuff and like pro squad, quote unquote um, stuff. So he's not the guy that would probably say, go back where you came from.
1: Well, he says, he said, go back, but he was pointing to, to the, the other lines, the other lines.
0: Yeah. So, in but, I actually, when it comes to express checkouts, what made you understand that this guy wasn't a regular conservative dude, that he was a, a liberal Democrat, was the way he handled the situation to begin with. He he sounds like a fucking idiot, too.
1: How dare you, ma'am? How dare you?
0: Yeah. So he he saw that this woman was in the check express checkout line with too many items. Oh, he goes dare her. Yeah, Someone there, has to there are two or three other aisles that are open, so he goes and buys this stuff, then goes and about ready to walk out, but then turns around thinking, I gotta let her know he how thinks I feel. Every
1: fucking time I come in here, yeah. someone's exploiting yeah. the express line. <laughs> I've had it. I'm not gonna take it anymore.
0: Yeah. So he confronted her, which I here's the thing. If I would actually use an express line if I'm walking out of a store, middle of the day, nobody in there. There's two or three checkout lines open, and the express line's like the closest one to me as I'm about to leave. And maybe I have 20 things, and I'm like, who cares? There's four places open here. This is the same as any other checkout line. I'll, I'd go there and I'd use it.
1: You son of a bitch. I know. Bitch. I'm one
0: of those. But if it was busy and there was people waiting in in every stall was being used to check out, I would not go to that check express checkout line. Cause the whole point of it is that if people have less, that keeps it moving
1: for them. You know, I've known you a long time and we've had some ups and downs in our friendships, but this is a bridge too far, sir. You knew I
0: was a bit of a scofflaw.
1: A what? A scofflaw. A what? <laughs> Nobody says that anymore. But, uh, I have a little
0: bit of a, a, a rebellious streak, a little bit of anti-authority authoritarianism in me a little bit not not a lot
1: as much as your average ocd person can have (laughs) so sometimes i'm sorry you're fastidious
0: sometimes if there's a if there's a law or um something that i disagree with i might go fuck it and do what it says you know if it says don't stand on the lawn i might do it anyway one of those guys but if it's something big no i'm not gonna (laughs) you rebel yeah so um where was that going? Oh, so, yeah, uh, the guy was ridiculous going back and confronting her. But for her to, to come on uh, on Facebook or Instagram or whatever publishing service she used to put out a video crying and talking about how I'm nine months pregnant and my husband is deployed and this white man came and told me to go back where I came from. And my baby said, why did that man tell you to do that? And I was like, oh, geez. And then all the lefties, liberals were just quick to jump on it and like promote it as if it was. And then this guy, actually, she had some sort of some um, reporter on the street caught up with her and started asking her about it. This guy shows up and, and actually gets interviewed and points out that, no, I never said that. And this is not how it happened. And she had to walk it back and go, well, he didn't exactly tell me to go back. I don't know if those are the words.
1: She didn't walk it back right then.
0: She got aggressive with him right then. Yeah. yeah, she said, "If ma'am, if you don't, if you don't back off, I'm calling the police." <laughs> this little, yeah, and she dweeb. said she was
1: she was in fear for her life.
0: Sure, this little dweed. Sure, okay. she could
1: have kicked the shit out of that guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it's just an example on both sides. Example on his side and her side. Just how fucking ridiculous the, the liberals are and and the left and how they're just they're like like we said before they're they're eating themselves at this point. It's the snake eating its own tail kind of shit that's going on now,
1: and it's delicious. It is.
0: It's awesome. Yeah, uh, she tried to. She tried to it the whole thing, like to fabricate, uh, like make the story more about Trump and 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 race. Well, Smollett just totally made up a whole thing and fabricated it and made up a story and, and actually acted it out, where she actually just took an incident that happened to her and tried to turn it into something it wasn't.
1: Well the amazing Lucas said do not try and conflate those two things he goes Smollett had a plan yeah, he had a team that's, that's true <laughs>
0: yeah that was a whole next level stuff yeah right was,
1: there. he goes she was just stupid you know this guy was stupid too and I think the reason you could tell he was not a conservative was because I think your average conservative if you put my if you put me in that situation I would have walked by thinking that eh, bitch, you know for not because she's black. Uh, but cause she's standing in the line and I've been like, whatever. But,
0: but seriously though, even if, even if there was two lanes, but open, it doesn't,
1: well, I can't help. I'm thinking that. No, well, I wouldn't even,
0: I wouldn't even consider her at that point.
1: No, because I mean, cause it's not
0: holding me or anybody right, else. Up. If
1: I saw it, if I saw that she's got, you know, a whole cart full of stuff and it says, you know, 10 items or less, even if it didn't affect me, I would honestly think, bitch, what are you doing? Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't. But I would never say anything to her. Because, no, yeah. because why?
0: But on, honestly, yeah, that's kind of the difference, though, with these kind of busybody types, like the the left busybody
1: types. You well, know. let me ask you this: If somebody cuts you off in traffic, do you feel like you got to cut them off too? No,
0: I generally don't even get mad.
1: Yeah, well, I'll get mad. I'll be like, "What an asshole!" But then I, I'll sometimes, just,
0: a lot of times, I'll actually even give them the benefit of the doubt. To be honest with you, I'll be like. Maybe they didn't see me. Maybe something happened. Maybe they got distracted. Face
1: it, you only do that with white people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if I can see their complexion. Yeah. No, I I, honestly, I I generally don't get road rage. I have gotten road rage, but I generally don't get it. I generally give people the benefit of the doubt because I know I've made stupid mistakes that probably look aggressive or look like I'm being a jerk or I realize after I've done it, like, oh, fuck, that looked like a jerk move that I didn't intend to do.
1: Yeah, I have to embrace that I'm not a very good driver. I'm a I'm a C plus. Oh, I've done
0: I've done things where I've cut people off and then I'm like ah oh, fuck and then I can see I can look in my mirror and see the guys just pissed off like ranting and then we'll come to a stoplight and I'll be like all right I'm gonna apologize so I'll put the car in park and the guy sees you get in the park and he, he's getting ramped up for an exchange oh this is gonna be a fight and you get out of the car and you go sorry dude didn't even see you and he's like what oh, okay because <laughs> they're expecting you to go fuck
1: you you giving a little two heart two hands heart symbol yes
0: yes yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how, and I'm not one of those guys that uses a horn to to voice my displeasure either, to go, you fucked up there, buddy, honk. My horn is there to keep you from. You're about to hit me. Actual running into people or running into me, keep me out of danger, keep somebody else out of danger. It's not there to voice my displeasure. Yeah. So yeah, I am not a road rager, but I act, absolutely have veins bulging road raged on people. Yeah, but I mean that have totally deserved it though. For
1: me, getting back to the point of this thing, I think your average conservative is just going to be like you can think she's a bitch all you want, but you're not going to like confront her about it, you know?
0: Yeah. I well, I wouldn't Why? Cuz get on with your life. And, and I wouldn't even have thought that she's a bitch or, or being um being uh you know, insensitive or being selfish in that situation, the way, probably, they de- the way they described it. I wouldn't even have given it a second thought because I, like I said, I honestly would do the same thing. I'd walk up there. It's the closest aisle to me. There's three other aisles, two or three other aisles open. Nobody in the store would be like, doesn't matter. I'm going to check out right here and then be on my way. And who God cares? Damn and me, then if sir. somebody came up to me and goes, why the fuck are you in this line? I go, mind your own fucking business. One, two, am I holding you up? Go check out there, asshole. I mean, I would get, I would get worked up too if somebody came and was a busybody. Busybody in that situation to me, so I, I, I'm not irritated with her for being irritated with him. I'm mad about the whole lying about it and trying to conflate it with Trump and that white men are the problem. It's like no, this guy's a fucking busybody piece of shit
1: leftist. You know what I do? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I would never go through a line with more than <laughs> two. Sure. I, no, I never have. Okay. I never would. Ever. But I would say, if I did that, if I committed that heinous sin of walking through there with too many items, and someone came up to me and said, you son of a bitch, I can't believe you do that. You know what I'd do? You're a lazy fucker. I'd just lean in and hug them. Oh, my God. And whisper in there and go, I love you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and Just watch them be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and walk away. And yeah. as you do, get like 10 feet away and turn around and look at them and be like,
0: I think a good response I heard lately, I haven't been able to use this, but I'm going to, is be like, how can we ever be friends if you talk to me like that?
1: (laughs) You're supposed to make me go, what the fuck? What? You go, are you hitting on me? (laughs) Well, you know, I don't smoke. But when I see no smoking signs, yeah, I light up right there. (laughs) Who's that bothering? Right outside hotel room doors, you know just where it tells me
0: I can't. Do you cross? Do you jaywalk? Do you cross in the middle of the street?
1: Oh, God. I relish it. You know, sometimes I stop and I turn around and I go back. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like you're that. Just so you zigzag across the yeah, street. Just I'm like that forth. squirrel that you don't know if you're going to hit because they ran out in the right. road and they're like, which way am I going to go? And then it runs halfway back and turns around again. We
0: talked about this for far too long. So Yeah, we did. Let's move on to the next topic. All right. All right. We've got a lot to get to, and we've already spent 50, almost 15 minutes on bullshit. Right.
1: Um, I, w- I really want to bring up this New York City cop thing, because okay. I think this is the beginning of something very, very bad. Um, <clears throat> these cops in New York who had, uh, they were trying to arrest a couple people, Yeah, I've got and the... they got water buckets dumped on them, and at one point, someone even threw a bucket. That was a plastic bucket, and hit this cop in the back while he had somebody like face down on the hood of a car. But these cops are walking away and someone just like brazenly runs up right next to the cop and dumps a full, like four or five gallon bucket of water right over his head. The cop takes it. Both of them. They just sort of walk sheepishly yeah. back They're to the They're basically
0: rookies, rookie police officers. One. I know one of them was. But they both are. One's only been on the beat for like a year.
1: Yeah. And the, the other one. one's within his 90 day probation period. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, the video, uh, somebody taking a video is laughing about it, how brazen these fucking assholes are. Um, there's a report uh, from uh, bar, BarstoolSports.com.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He writes, his his headline is, NYC assholes are dumping buckets of water on NYPD cops.
1: Well, Mark Furman, you know, from the OJ Simpson case, he mm-hmm. he said he was through the roof about this thing. He said, you can't put up with that stuff. He goes, you have to be willing to meet that stuff with force. And he said, because the next cop who walks in there might not get a bucket thrown at him, might get a brick thrown at
0: him. And, yep.
1: uh, you know, Tucker Carlson brought up, he goes, anybody over 40, and I am over 40 and I don't remember this, but he said, this is why we have suburbs, because people are just like, I got to get out of the city. Because he said 40 years ago, the, you know, inner cities in a lot of places Crime's were a mess. Rampant.
0: There's no respect for authority. Cops were nowhere order
1: to be seen. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to get there. And so the city of Bellevue, Washington, which I believe is a uh, – I, th- I know it's in, I know it's near Seattle. I don't know if it's a prosperous suburb or not. I'm guessing it is based on the fact that they're offering a sixteen thousand dollar sign on bonus to a, to uh, any licensed sworn officers who move from other cities. Yeah. And if you're you know, I, I don't know if Bellevue is a nice area. I think it is. I don't know Seattle really well. But uh, that that is going to lead to cops in areas like, I'll take the extremes, you know, Detroit, Baltimore, places like that, going, I'm just going to get the hell out of here. And go work in a town that you don't have to deal with, you know, this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, the 33-second video shows two cops in sopping wet uniforms this is is like the second video the first video shows cops trying to arrest somebody and they're cuffing them in their car and there's water being thrown bottles being thrown a red plastic water bucket hits one of the cops in the head another video shows the 33 second video shows two cops in sopping wet uniforms walking away as water flies through the air towards their backs at one point a young man runs up behind one cop and dumps a bucket of water over his head big bucket one of the cops recently graduated from the police academy, and the other has about a year on the job. Sources said neither neither notified the NYPD about the incident before the video surp- surfaced in the social media. Sources said a police source blamed the incidents on the NYPD's hands-off approach to these guys under Mayor Bill De Blasio, who does that in their right mind? F- right frame of mind? People who believe there's no consequences. The source said, "There's a t- there's total anarchy out here. It's very sad."
1: Yeah, I mean, this is what you're gonna get.
0: Yeah, they these they believe that they they have no absolute respect for authority uh, no respect for forget the even authority respect for people doing their job and these cops are totally cowed totally i mean who in the right, think about doing that to another professionals think about if they did that to a construction worker
1: well i'll i'll take i'll take exception to the word cowed because it almost seems like in my mind they hear cowed, maybe you mean it differently but i cowed means like they're
0: they're they're not cowed by the people doing it. They're cowed by the higher ups. They're cowed by people telling them, like the Blasio, telling them, you can't respond to this
1: stuff. No, I I mean cowed cowed to me strikes me as they're just gonna go well okay. Well, and, that's what they did. Well, but no, they didn't
0: even report, report it.
1: I'm I'm saying that I don't see someone who's like simmering inside going these motherfuckers is a you're cowed. I wouldn't see that person as cowed. No, that's, I would see that as like handcuffed like they know they can't do right, anything yeah i mean
0: him. yeah i i'm not gonna imply that the person that the cop didn't want to respond right and that's how i view cowed but that's they're but they're
1: but they know they're not going to get backed up it was like we were talking about yesterday when we brought this thing up either they're going to respond and they're going to get sued you know and they're or or over. They
0: create a giant incident because they actually have to pull their gun at some point
1: or there's 30 of these people there who are already brazen enough to throw things at the cops and walk right up on them and dump water on them that maybe this person gets rushed by a dozen of these people, you know, but these Furman's point was these guys didn't even call for backup.
0: They didn't even respond to it. They acted like it wasn't even happening. Exactly. They they didn't even look in the direction of the people doing this. Yeah. So what that is that? I mean, that's the definition of cowed. I'm sorry. Even if they didn't, even if they were infuriated inside, the way they acted were was cowed by if it was it wasn't by them specifically. It was cowed by the whoever's in charge and running things and telling them you can't respond or social media or just the zeitgeist of the day that they can't deal with this kind of stuff.
1: Ooh, zeitgeist! Mm. Oh,
0: Crow's been reading.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: but uh, the the problem with this is it's like uh, what uh, when the broken windows? Um,
1: Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani said, said
0: you know, "What the doc, doctrine, or broken windows doctrine? You have to, you have to start even with broken windows and graffiti and stuff, because if you if you allow that, then just it, every, yeah. everything goes." And he was he was right. He pretty much started getting um, New York started getting cleaned up, and Times Square and all that was actually safe.
1: after... Oh, I, I heard. That the year before Giuliani took over and instituted this policy, it was, it was uh, there were 2,500 homicides in New York City alone. These are the numbers I heard. I don't know if that's a lot for New York or not. There's one of the biggest cities in the in the world, but the following year there were 500. In other words, he cut it by. But there's
0: also the other side saying that that it was overboard because that's that's when people were talking. Talking about stop and frisk, yeah,
1: and, and shaking down black so, people. So yeah, they're
0: saying it. that the cops were being too uh, authoritarian and that it was a police state kind of thing. And I think it wasn't quite that bad. Um, I think maybe maybe there was insta- instances where it probably went out, got out of hand, where people were getting harassed that probably shouldn't have got harassed. But you can't deny the results. Yeah. But they go, yeah, but what about the people that were un- unfairly targeted, unfairly or unjustly targeted? Yeah, I mean, but then there's got to be there will, a, a system to r- there respond to that. There will too. always
1: be people who are unfairly targeted or uh, no matter what it is, whether it's law enforcement or. And there has to be some recourse for that. There's for always going to be something. I, I, I'm a There's huge, a trade off. I'm a huge baseball fan. And every year at the All-Star Game, there's this big article about, oh, who got slighted in the All-Star Game this year? It happens every fucking year. Life's not fair, you know? So let's get over this idea that everyone is going to always be treated the same all the time, you know? Not that you shouldn't have, you know, fairness and everything. The cops should view people the same. But when they introduce a policy that in the implementation happens to treat a few people Not a race of people, not a class of people, but just a few people. You know, if a black person says, well, I was treated unfairly, but the lion's share of those people were not, and now it's safer, that's okay. Well,
0: it's a trade-off. There's a lot of libertarian types. I consider myself libertarian-leaning and uh, liberty-leaning, you know, um, less government and all that kind of stuff I, I lean that way but there has to be a structure there has in a society otherwise it's chaos otherwise it's warlords you know or, or gangs running right. the streets so there's a trade-off for 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 a civil obedience and safety there is trade-off for liberty there really is now there there shouldn't be much sort of trade-off you, I mean you shouldn't put up with too much trade-off I mean there's a certain amount of Liberty that you can't give up but you have to say yeah there is a trade-off for my safety and for just public um, stability when it comes to liberty and people go, no, no cops have too much authority. There shouldn't even be police officers. Well, that's fucking retarded.
1: Well, I mean, when it comes to things like Liberty, I think about the example, like I want, yes, I want police, but I also want a limited government. So I want, uh, if I'm living in a neighborhood, I want my neighbors to be able to express themselves however they want without fear of repercussion. Cause I want to do that too. And if they say things that offend me, too bad and vice versa. If um, I want to carry a gun and I'm not going to hurt anybody with it, but for my own protection, I want it. My neighbor wants it. Fine. That's good, too. If somebody goes nuts in my neighborhood and starts swinging a bat and hitting people with it and I think they're going to hit me, I think I reserve the right to take that gun out. Now, if there's a group of those people, I think that's where law enforcement has to step in.
0: But. What about a uh, neighbor that plays music every Saturday night till two in the morning, really
1: loud? Yeah, at that point, I'd go over to the neighbor and go cut it out.
0: What if they say "fuck you"?
1: Yeah, then I'd probably call the cops.
0: I mean, you have to have police forces; otherwise, it's right. going to be it's going to be violence that doesn't have uh, structure, I guess. Well, the,
1: the problem I have with the De Blasio left is that they think the police shouldn't interfere with anything I want to do. And the police should fear, interfere with everything I want interfered with. They shouldn't stop me when I'm doing whatever I want to do. I'm just minding my business. You know, I'm just doing my thing. But when somebody else says something that I don't like, they got to stop them. And going back to this Georgia state representative about the thing in in the supermarket, she's like, there will be charges pressed. On what grounds? And her attorney is going, well, he threatened her, and under Georgia law, that's illegal. And she had a child with her, and under Georgia law, that's illegal. And I'm going, he said mean things, maybe, and so did she. Move on.
0: Yeah. Well, another example is Antifa, when they get into confrontations, and then police are around to keep the peace, and they're saying, fuck you, police, and police are pigs, and fuck you. And then they get into some sort of altercation where they got their ass handed to them, and then the first
1: thing they're doing is run to the police. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck you. I remember seeing years ago, and indulge my uh, law enforcement fantasy here, uh, years ago there were some protesters protesting something, and they handcuffed themselves together, but they used, they covered their arms with PVC a PVC pipe. So the, it was going to take longer because the they didn't, they didn't, yeah, the firemen didn't know where to cut without cutting them. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder, what would happen if law enforcement just rolled in and said, Okay, well, everybody back up. You know, they're protesting. They have a right to do that. So let's just, you know, we're going to leave them here. And they formed sort of a circle around the circle of people and said, yeah. we're Until just they gonna.
0: start pissing themselves?
1: They just left them. They wouldn't allow people to come in and help them, you know, no. like their friends and everything. They said, no, they have a right to protest. They're protesting here. You know, we can't, you know, what what would happen in that case? It'd be, I, it'd... I think most of those protesters would lose their... They protest with the idea that law enforcement will indulge their rights long enough to let them get their point across.
0: Yeah. And then if they decided that they were done with it and had to use the bathroom and the police said, well, you know, we can't allow we're not allowing people to interfere or whatever, then it would be a false imprisonment. At that point. No,
1: if the cops just want go, you can go, go ahead. We're just, we're not letting anyone interfere with your protest. You know, it's like the people who block the highways. You know, when Black Lives Matter would block the highway. Yeah. They're relying on, whether it's the police stopping them or the good nature of their fellow citizens, that no one will just plow through them oh, with the a video, car. The videos
0: where they plow through, oh, I love
1: those. But but they're they're relying on those people to do it. And if they, plow, they can be standing there like they did outside the Minnesota State Fair a couple years ago, pigs in a blanket, fly, fry them like bacon. Yeah, that was the chant. And if somebody plowed through and sent 10 of those people flying, they would turn around and say, somebody's got to do something about those people. Their, their protest is relying on civil society, and which they're not really sort of willing to take part in.
0: The biggest problem with this issue, with this incident right here, with the, with the water being thrown and acting like it's no big deal, is that it, it absolutely will escalate.
1: Well, it's like the milkshaking thing. Yeah. Um, It was like, what's the big deal with the milkshake? And Carlos Matzo was like, hey, you should milkshake them all. And then within two weeks, people in Antifa are throwing. But just
0: because they're cops, they're afraid to respond because of the added pressure. If that was, like I said before, if that was any other, if that was a construction worker and then they came up and started doing that, the construction workers wouldn't take that shit. They'd start fucking unloading on these assholes. Yeah. And they had every right to do so. Um, the cops would have every right to turn around and respond somehow, but they're so afraid of consequences that 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 or, or that it'll it'll be spun to look like they're being um, uh, brutal or brutalizing yeah. people that they their their hands are fucking tied and
1: they're cowed. So if somebody would have said one of those cops would have said, "That guy's run up on me with a bucket. That that's it. I'm going to tase him," and they tased him and dropped him right there. And it escalated and other cops showed up and, uh, it got bad. I, you know, the commentators on the left would say it's water. Yeah. Big deal. There was even a woman who lives in the neighborhood goes, the cops were participating in a little fun. It happens this time of year, every year it's hot, blah, blah, blah. And the reason I guess that these buckets were out is it was Harlem. And there's a lot of these places don't have air conditioning and the kids are out playing in the fire hydrants, throwing water on each other. But her thing was like, "Oh, the cops were just participating. Everybody knows it. It's no big deal." It is a big deal. You don't get to just dump stuff on there. And you know me, I'm I'm not like a super violent guy. I wanted to punch my TV watching that stuff. I was so mad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, on their so, behalf. I was angry. And uh,
1: well, no. I was also angry at them. It's like, "Come on, guys, do something."
0: Yeah. If you're yeah, if you're going to allow yourself to be disrespected like that, you're contributing to the problem. Yeah. Because that that's it it's going to be really bad well i mean there's instances where the antifa was protesting against some you know right wing organization and in these in portland and in san francisco and the police actually exacerbated the situation by allowing antifa to basically run free and then at certain situations hurting like shutting down the conservatives because they're the ones that aren't going to fight back against the police because they respect them Mm-hmm. So they deal specifically with the conservative factions because they knew they weren't going to have a problem with them. And then they would shut them down and then they would herd them into certain areas or them, I mean, you have to go home, but you you can only go this way. You can't go that way. Well, they go this way is taking us straight into Antifa. Well deal with it. And so it's like, okay, you are you understand what you're doing here. You're get taking people that respect you and, and, and respect authority and respect the police and want to abide by the law. And you're making them become resentful of you too because you're treating us worse because you're afraid because you think, well, we're going to we're going to take it and they're not. So we're not going to cause a escalation because if we, if we deal with antifa, there'll be an escalation, then we'll have to pull our guns or tasers. And then all of a sudden our jobs are on the line and we don't want to do all that. But you guys, since you respect us, you'll do what we say. And that (laughs) fucking shit that, that pissed me off right there too. It's like, all right, if you're not going to do your job to, you know, and, and deal with people equally, then then what's the point? Why are you fucking here? Yeah. Then all of a sudden you're no longer somebody that I'm grateful to see or somebody they think, oh, there's police here. This'll be good. This is gonna be a, a calm situation or they're gonna have things under control. No, I'll look at them and go, okay, they're gonna fuck with me now because they've done it in the past.
1: Well there was a
0: And that's where I see the Black Lives Matter or whatever people seeing the same thing. Yeah. Where they go, all they see is the bruta- police brutality against black people and they from their perspective. And then they lose respect there too. Well, I can kind of understand that if I'm getting that from, from seeing how the police are treating conservative protesters, as opposed to liberal pro or the anti types, because whatever reason, if it's targeting based on fear that they're fearful of escalating because they're dealing with maniacs on that side and they're, and they're more reasonable on the right, that's still the, the, the net effect of that is to make me go, Well, fuck you.
1: Well, and the problem is everybody sees this going back to this state representative in the line. She's like, this white guy approached me because I'm a black woman. No, maybe he just got fed up with assholes and he sees you as an asshole. Why do you have to make it racial? Yeah. Maybe you were being a bitch.
0: You know? Or maybe he was being nosy, a busybody, yeah. and you maybe. had every right to tell him to fuck off. Yeah, but it's not because he's white. But, but the thing is, that should have been the end of it. Yeah, if he, if he, he goes, yeah, you're a lazy bitch, and then walked off, you'd be like, oh, what an asshole, right?
1: Well, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, there was a after the Portland Proud Boys Antifa thing happened with Andy no, mm-hmm. there was one in Washington, D.C., and the D.C. cops weren't having it. They separated the two so much so that at points they couldn't even yell at each other and hear each other. So, like, you go have your protests, and you protest the protesters and all that, and that's fine, but we're not putting up with this Good. stuff. That's how it should be. And so, I was reading this article, uh, I, I think it was Washington Post, and it was saying, you know, all the Proud Boys, this alt-right, blah, 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 all the same shit they normally say about it. And Antifa, these free speech protesters kind of thing, dot, dot, dot. Well, da. the
0: anti-fascists, it's fascists, yeah. it's right in
1: their name. So, it was talking about how the Proud Boys have a history of white supremacy and violence, dot, 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 but then the article goes on to say how three times Antifa rushed the barriers to get at the Proud Boys. Not once did the Proud Boys ever start shit. right? And in this article it was saying Antifa did it. They, they, at one point they charged a line of cops. Yeah. And you read that article and say if you think the Proud Boys are the problem, we have a serious disagreement here about just civil society you right. know it's not okay to punch someone just because you disagree with them you know you may want to but you, but the, can, you can't
0: live that way the police in these areas the police's role has changed though because they're they're afraid of backlash if they do their job so Absolutely. the police should straight up be doing their job if the police straight up did their job and i'm not saying the police don't want it like uh, on the job cop doesn't want to do he wants to do his job but if their hands are being tied by the higher-ups they're being told that you have to deal with situations based on how the participants are going to respond. Well, that's, that's going to cause all kinds of resentment. It's going to cause the ones that you're kid-gloving to get more emboldened. And it's going to cause the people that you're treating differently because you know they're reasonable to become unreasonable in the future. So you're just making things worse.
1: You know, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I wish in a grand experiment we could say... I mean, it would, it would wreck the country, half of it at least. But say, all right, let's do it like this. Um, on one side of the country, you know, people who believe conservative values, you go over there. So like on the Mississippi. Right. Just say, here, you guys go west or east or whatever. The other ones go on the other side. Not based on race or anything like that. Just what fundamental principles you believe. Let's give it 20 years and see which side looks better. And it's... The the side know. that's a left is gonna be a freaking shit show. Yeah, you know, and they they they'd eat themselves. Because they have to they have to bitch about something and if you remove all the conservatives, who are they gonna bitch about? You know? Yep. All right. Would you rathers? Yeah, let's do some would you
0: rathers. All right. Whoa. That one's a little little harsh. I don't often want to do that one.
1: All right, well now you gotta say what it is.
0: Hmm. Would you rather donate only your heart to a young baby in need Why why are you trying to make me laugh in the middle of this? I don't know. You fucking jerk? I'm not a rectum slammer. No, I'm not a rectum fondler either.
1: I'm using the creative cursing book to okay. tell them off.
0: Would you rather donate only your heart to a young baby in need when you die or all of your other organs except your heart to various adults in need? That that is the, a ludicrous question the way they frame that.
1: I don't know. You know, I've thought about this, um, but I mean, having kids, you know, if something, heaven forbid something terrible happened to them and they're, they passed away and their organs could help somebody else. You see the story a couple times a year where like the family who lost someone gets to hear the kids beating heart in somebody else's chest. Hmm. Oof, that's a powerful thing.
0: Yeah, when it comes to uh, baby in need, baby in need as opposed to adults every time.
1: I don't know if he could save that many adults.
0: Yeah, baby in and need. And yes. Is this in life above all?
1: Yeah, that yeah. one's tough. I don't know if I can answer all that. All right.
0: Uh, would you rather spend the rest of your life rescuing abused and abandoned animals or counsel runaway teenagers?
1: <laughs> I don't think I could do either one of those. I don't think I have the stomach for either one of those jobs. Counseling like...
0: runaway teenagers might not be so bad because you're trying to there's whatever reasons you actually probably would be helping some that are in bad situations and then also ones that are just you know emo and just trying to convince them that it's not so bad at home go back home or the ones that have bad home situations getting the help they need but it'd probably be pretty draining
1: i'm not real sympathetic to um i think i don't want to say the average plight of the average runaway because i don't deal with a lot of runaways um i don't really deal with any runaways but you know, I'm just thinking your average teenager I just I don't deal well with well, most of them. and
0: others. then there's also the just the creep factor as an adult male dealing with teenagers yeah you just I mean, don't want to get in that situation even if
1: even if you could remove that from it I don't think I would have the patience to deal with some of their bullshit on the other hand, I don't think I have the fortitude to deal with the situation that some of those animals I'd be are. a blubbering mess. If Not they're me abused
0: too. and abandoned animals, I, I couldn't do it just because every time I watch those damn videos, I'm, I'm a blubbering mess. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe you would get maybe you get immune to it a little bit or inured
1: to it a little bit. But. I, I guess it, I would default to the teens thing because at least in some cases we can go, listen up, you little fuck. Get your shit together. That will fix some of them. You yeah. Know?
0: <laughs> or just being a friend and kind of. Yeah, Being a good influence on them would be would be worth it, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, ooh, this is a good one. Would you rather know the exact time and place you'll die, no, or no. have the option to choose how you will die?
1: No, I'm not doing the first one. I'll I'll pick how I'll die.
0: Me too. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd pick d- how. I do not want to know when. Not know no when. Win. Yeah.
1: I have enough time. Make when it I'm... a sweet sweet love. <laughs> um. <laughs> I have enough trouble when I'm waking up in the morning and you wake up like seven minutes before your alarm. Just sitting there going, God, in seven minutes, that thing's going to go off. It's going to wreck my day. <laughs> you know? I mean, here, here you'd be like, well, in 14 yeah. days. Knowing, I'm-
0: knowing the time and place, you'd spend all of your time trying to avoid that. And it, it, would, it would wreck your life.
1: You know what even be worse? I mean, <laughs> it's like to be, you say, okay, I'll handle for knowing the time and place. And it's like three days from now. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: Back, back. I've always
1: said it, like, 85 years old, you know, when I've lived a good life and and uh, all of that, that I want to, like, step off a curb and get hit by a bus. You'll, like, not see it coming. Yeah,
0: I want to <laughs> die peacefully in my sleep, not uh, terrified uh, like all my passengers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 all right. Um, you want to talk about Tommy Robinson? Uh, we've
0: talked about him in the past. He's a, a former uh, British Defense League uh, founder. He he quit that organization in Europe because it started to get a little too um,
1: white nationalist. Yeah, day.
0: I think I think that was the thing, and he was like uncomfortable with that, so he kind of got out of that. He came became um, a reporter for uh, the Rebel Media, which is a Canadian based uh, news far organization, far right
1: wing one
0: uh, run by Ezra Levant. Um, but he basically was reporting on stuff that was not getting reported in London and the UK and all the the shires <laughs> over there. I don't know what you call the little cities and towns, but it was the, with all this uh, Muslim influ- uh, influx of immigration of Muslims. There was a lot of crime, a lot of um, grooming gangs was a big thing. There's a lot of rape going on. It was just, It's crazy. And it was being unreported um, basically because of London's really overboard PC bullshit culture.
1: And I think Sadiq Khan had something to do with it too.
0: Yeah, their mayor is is a, is a Muslim now, and he, um, you know, wants to put on the happy, bright face of well, Muslims are great, and we need more Muslims in here. No, they're not. They're they're destroying your fucking society. So and Tommy would do that, and he'd report on it. So he's public enemy number one over there, and they've done nothing but the media over there. Has been, you know, they have slandered him and slammed him, and he's gotten in, uh, put in, in prison before for bullshit, um, basically for defending himself. Yeah, there's a couple of videos. He's, he's pretty cool. A couple. He's a working class kind of guy too. Which there's a there's a kind of a class structure in the UK that we don't really have as much here. Where if you are like a working class guy. You are looked down upon
1: and you're always going to be a working class yeah staff.
0: by the upper class so and even they have different accents and they're treated differently based on their accents like there's a liverpool accent there's the snooty british accent you know, but whatever he he's like the working class guy and uh he's he's constantly harassed because the media media reports that he's a hooligan far-right racist this then he's not he's they conflate you know being anti-islam with being racist, of course, they say that because, you know, that's what they do. Um, but it kind of works over there because they don't have the freedom of speech we have over here. So the the public doesn't get as much, they don't get as much um, diversity of of opinion, even though it seems like we don't get much over here either, but they get even less. So what, what the mainstream media and the government, which basically tells the media what to say, say that's what people believe. So there's not, there's a lot of misinformation over there that's not, they're not be. They can't push against. Now they're starting to get there where they can, but it's still pretty tough. So um, he was sent to prison. in you know, a kind of a it was a clown show. He was reporting on. Uh, there's we've talked about this in the past. There's these thousands of girls over there have been uh, groomed and um, turned into basically sex slaves by Muslims. These Muslim grooming gangs. They're from um, you no know, Turkey or whatever. Um, and then what they do is they target these girls you know, that are disadvantaged or whatever in these, these lower class neighborhoods or whatever, you know, give them booze, give them drugs or give them candy or give them money. And then it's what the typical groomers do to, right. and then turn them into basically pimp them, turn them into, um, um, sexual prostitutes or slaves for other men. And it, it's been, it was happening for years, thousands of girls, and it was not getting reported. It was getting suppressed. There was there was points where these guys weren't getting arrested because the people in charge of running the um, investigations were afraid of being called racist. Right. It was ridiculous. And Tommy was – he was incensed by it like he should have been. And he was reporting on it. He's one of the main reasons people heard about all these. You know, like the uh, – even the – there was a couple of years ago the New Year's Eve celebration where – in the different countries, like in Germany, in Germany, France, um, Sweden, where the Muslim gangs were just out and just having a heyday molesting women.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's part of it. The Muslims that are coming over, aren't integrating into the Western society. And they look at, they look down on the women of the Western society as, as basically whores and they deserve it. And if they're going to be, if they're not going to wear their, their hijab or if they're going to show their legs, they're just, they're asking for it. Yeah. Um, and, the thing is, the uh, PC, you know, guilty white, you know, Europeans over there are afraid they don't know how to deal with it. So um, he reported on an instance where there, where they actually finally had some arrests of a lot of these these gang leaders of these uh, grooming gangs, and they were in in court, and he was reporting on it. Well in Europe they have, they don't have the freedom of the press and freedom of speech laws we have here. And they, instead of sequestering juries and not letting the juries hear news while they're deliberating, they don't allow the media to report on cases in order not to influence the the case, which is, which if it sounds like bullshit to you, it is bullshit. It's stupid and it doesn't get enforced um, to the point where it only gets enforced against people like Tommy, not enforced, you know, um, the other way around. So at one point, I think they actually even got their convictions, um, these guys. And when they were coming out of court, Tommy had his phone and microphone and asked him, how do you feel about this? Um, Not even on the court steps. He was out on the street and he got arrested for that.
1: Because they claimed he was on the court steps.
0: Yeah. And he even said to them, he says, where can I come? Where can I record? Uh, I can't be on the steps here. Okay. I'll be out in the street. And when he saw him, he goes, how do you feel? So, and then one of them turned around and cursed him out or whatever and fuck your mother or whatever. And then the police got called, or they showed up, and they arrested him. And when they arrested him, they brought him to court, and like within thirteen hours, he was convicted and sent to prison. Yeah, of, that's pretty bad. Uh, it was and, and the the charge was that he was interfering with um, interfering with the court system, or whatever the, the charge was that that he wasn't supposed to interfere with it, and he did. Well, it wasn't plain and simple. And it got he was there for two months, I think I believe, in prison, and he lost like forty pounds because they put him in with. He, they had to put him in solitary confinement because the Muslims... He's been in jail before, and he got his teeth broken out. Um, they tried to throw acid on him, all kinds of shit, uh, the Muslims, because they know who he is, and they hate him. And there's a lot of Muslims in, in prisons in Europe, in, in the UK. And
1: the ones he's being sent to are more D- specifically dominantly, like... Yeah. Dominantly.
0: Um, um, dominant Muslim populations. Yeah. So this one he was in just recently, for two months, they, had it, they put him in solitary, but all of his meals would go through the cafeteria, which is run by Muslims. And so he couldn't eat any of the food that wasn't prepackaged, that wasn't canned.
1: Because he was worried they were poisoning.
0: And they would. And if not poisoned, put shit in it, put spit, whatever. And then they were actually, he had a window that was facing a a mosque area. He had to cardboard it up or, or, or put stuff over the window because they were throwing shit through his window. So that's what he has to deal with. And now it's not only the harassment; it's they actually have a, a fatwa out on him. They want to kill him. They want him dead. There's a there's a reward for killing him. So your family will be compensated if you kill if you're a Muslim that kills Tommy Robinson. The terrorist organizations have, have said, and these imams have said, yeah, you you will be rewarded. So putting him in prison is like a you know can be a death sentence, depending on if on how you do how they do if they put him in general population or allow Muslims to get anywhere near him or to poison him or whatever so they he was allowed out of out early because a judge did say that it was basically a circus and he there was no way kangaroo court he no way should have gotten convicted that fast he didn't have a right to an attorney I mean they basically gave an attorney that he had no idea who it was didn't didn't have a right to his own attorney and then just railroaded him so they said they're gonna redo the case or they're gonna drop the case because that well the judge involved has a stick up his ass and just really hates tommy and wants to see him so he just refiled and they brought him in again and they convicted him again
1: cuz they don't i don't think they have double jeopardy and guess not so they Or can... even if they do they say this is different like somehow i think they said when he confronted them they didn't know their their sentence yet so they were saying that he was somehow terrorizing them with this or something like that. I can't remember.
0: Yeah. So yeah, for, for basically for being mean and causing distress, causing distress to the uh, to the uh, accused or to the um, defendants is one of the charges. I don't know what it specifically is. So here's an article from uh, Gateway Pundit. Um, he was Tommy Robinson sentenced to six months in prison. Will be sent back today. This was from was July twenty fourth. So. Um, yeah, Tommy Robinson has been sentenced to six months in prison for three counts of contempt of court and will likely be sent back immediately following the conclusion of the hearing Well he has been sent back. He's in prison now. The sentence is highly unusual as contempt of court cases almost always lead to a non-custodial sentence, especially for journalists. Typically, a media outlet or journalist would face a slap on the wrist or light fine, yet one of the judges in the case Dame Victoria Sharp said that nothing less than a custodial penalty would re- reflect the gravity of the situation. The judge admitted that they specifically wanted to make an example of Robinson. As she handed down the sentence, Sharp acknowledged that Robinson was not intentionally interfering and that he did not disrupt the trial, but said that he acted recklessly. Robinson already served 10 weeks in prison for the live stream. Before winning an appeal and being released, so they will be reducing the penalty by 138 days. However, the judge activated a prior suspended sentence and ordered them to run consecutively, bringing the total sentence to nine months. With the time he has already served, the outspoken commentator will end up serving 9.5 weeks in prison for the crime of doing journalism. To rub salt in the wounds, the court has also ordered him to pay the costs of the trial. Prior to a sentencing hearing, Robinson recorded a video urging supporters to use every means at their disposal to highlight the problem of grooming gangs preying on young girls. It's a quote by him. So I'm in prison for the crime of journalism, for exposing Muslim pedophile rapists. Uh, can you, he continued to say that British journalists don't seem bothered at all by this. They are puppets of corporate globalist media. In fact, they're not even journalists, they're activists. Robinson wore a shirt to the courthouse that read convicted of journalism on the front and Britain equals North Korea on the back. The independent journalist was facing a maximum of up to two years in prison after being convicted of breaching a reporting restriction by live streaming commentary on the sidewalk outside the court during a 2018 Muslim grooming gang trial. The prosecution claimed that he was aggressively confronting and intimidating the defendants. In other words, he is guilty of making pedophiles afraid. The trial he was covering was a massive rape gang in Leeds. 27 men and two women were on trial for raping girls as young as 11 nightly for years. Robinson had went to the court to see if there were reporting bans before he began his live stream, but the staff did not know of any. Nothing was posted on the court TV screen or on the doors, which is normally required for these government reporting restrictions. The names of the accused had already been published by the BBC that very morning. Despite the unclear nature of the restriction and the fact that he was on the public sidewalk, Robinson was arrested that day and immediately sent to prison to serve a 13-month sentence. Robinson ultimately served 10 weeks in prison for the incident before the charges were overturned in the Court of Appeal, Their ruling that found he was improperly tried, convicted, and sentenced in prison. Though he was released, the Court left open an option to try him again for the same incident, which they did and found him guilty. During the second trial, the prosecution actually complained that Robinson had the temerity of filming the pedophiles at a time of high anxiety for them, quote There's no evidence whatsoever that Robinson's live stream impacted the outcome of any grooming gang trial, though the prosecution claimed that his reporting outside the courthouse was, quote, a serious interference with the administration of justice, unquote. During each of Robinson's hearings that I attended, this is the reporter, uh reporters chased robinson for blocks attempting to be present to take photos if he happened to get hit with a milkshake or assaulted again they hounded him what these mobs of quote respectable media unquote did during each court appearance was far more aggressive than anything robinson robinson said during his live stream and it is impossible not to notice the double standard during thursday morning sentencing hearing a large crowd had amassed at old bailey to protest During his nearly three months in prison the first time around, Robinson lost over 40 pounds and was surviving on fruit and and five cans of tuna per week due to concerns about inmates preparing his meals. He repeatedly complained to the prison and requested that they raise the $12 per week commissary spending limit so that he could purchase more packaged food, but they would not allow it. Robinson, an outspoken critic critic of Islam, told the Gateway Punic that after he was moved to to a majority Muslim prison, prison, he had to stay inside his cell with the window shut because people would spit or throw feces through his window. He believes that he was deliberately moved to a prison with a high Muslim population to put a target on his back. Quote, if he were to have stayed in prison much longer, I fear his very life would have been in danger, Rebel Media's Ezra Levant wrote. Additionally, while in prison, Robin was only allowed to see his wife and child twice for one hour each time. At one point, he was told by an inmate that his family was going to be attacked with acid. The court was not concerned with his safety upon returning to prison. As Dame Victoria Sharp said, those issues were to be addressed with prison authorities. Prior to his sentencing, Robinson went to the media with a plea for President Donald Trump to grant him asylum as he believes he will be killed in prison. Here's a quote.
1: You think he really will be?
0: No, this, I think, I think the, I mean, it's possible, but I think the guards and everything, he'll keep, be kept separated from the population but i mean th- it is it is there's a chance that that could happen because he's been treated so unfairly and, and and the way he's been treated makes you think well they actually want him dead i mean even in public they 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 put a target on his back they they reporters have he's t- his real name is um uh, lenin yaxley is his last name not robinson and they've reported that they've doxed him they they basically do everything to, to make him shut up and if they want it to endanger his him and his family's lives they'll, they'll do it so and there's there's people in law enforcement that agree with that obviously this judge does so here's his this is the end of it his is um his quote in desperation i'm making an appeal to president trump urging him to get his lawyers and his team to look into my case i've already been unlawfully imprisoned now i'm being convicted not by a jury of peers but the government that got me through a back door i've been convicted of journalism robinson told the gateway pundit, i seek i seek political asylum because i believe that in two days time i'll be sent in prison to be murdered by a government who opposes and have taken our freedoms away he added the freedom of speech is gone and our freedom of press is gone and whilst it's gone all the mainstream media celebrate it now yeah he might be saying this um you know that government uh i'll be sent to prison to be murdered by government because that's the language he has to use in order to get asylum in the united states um, but that's, it's not even real. I don't even really think it's hyperbo- hyperbole, hyperbole say that it's possible. There's people that want him dead, Muslims that want him dead. And the majority of the population in these prisons are
1: Muslim. Well, I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. My issue with Tommy Robinson is I think he's a little bit of a showboat when it comes that's, to this stuff. He was on Gavin's podcast talking about, you know, Gavin said, look, you know, you're hanging out with your son for maybe the last night. Cause if you go to prison, you're going to get killed and you're not going to see him. You know, why not just pack it in on this and he gave this big speech about you know you got to fight the fight you got to do and i'm thinking you do you don't tell that to your 10 year old kid
0: here's the thing i've heard enough of his speech and he he ran for office too right before this yeah um i've heard enough of his him speaking to go yeah he he is kind of an in-your-face guy but but that's what he realizes you need to be to get the message out you can't you can't back down you can't take a back seat and hope somebody else will step forward because in, in the great in Great Britain it the message will not get out unless you get it out and he has to be this way. He has to.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking in the face of your ten year old kid going, Dad, can you quit? That you'd think about quitting.
0: No. Yeah. Because if you quit, then what what's gonna happen? Your your country is gonna be destroyed from within. And then what future do your kids have? You can't quit. I, I totally get it. I, I get he 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 at this point he cannot back down. If he backed down right now, that would that would actually be worse for his kids, in their in their view of him and in safety, their actual safety would be worse for them him to back down now than not to.
1: See, I think his kids are safer with him out than in.
0: I think there's enough people. He's he has enough supporters that around the clock will watch his family. I know yeah, that I for a fact. So. I know for a fact he has um, a very tight knit group of people that will do anything for him. You know, watch watch his family's safety. So he's got that
1: yeah I'm not talking about giving up. I'm just like sometimes uh you know a tactical retreat's a good strategy you know live to fight another day kind of thing
0: I think knowing the way they operate over there, anything that can be seen as concession to them as a win to them sets you back too far. I think he has to keep pushing so yeah but it's it's sickening the guy he seems like a legitimately like a good guy um he's not he doesn't care about. It's not racial for him. He doesn't hate um, anybody based on race. He's he's it's le- legitimately the poli- the the religious political aspect of Islam that he has a problem with, and the way the way the um, the government is is allowing it and conceding it and just turning a blind eye to the these imams that are basically trying to turn UK into a no-go zone and and to an Islamic Sharia state. They really yeah, are. Yeah, I
1: don't. I don't disagree that that's how he feels. I just think that, you know, sometimes fighting tooth and nail in every single engagement isn't the way you win. You know, and I, again, I'm not talking about giving up. I'm not talking yeah. about being silenced.
0: I think he's a so. very, he's authentic and genuine. And um, it's just not in him. He, he's he's a fighter and he, and he believes that's what needs to be done. And I can't fault him for it. There are some pretty good videos, too, of, of him. Uh, there's a video of him, some Muslim comes up to him on the street. I think he's trying to get interviews. This is when he was reporting for Rebel Media. And this, t- lot taller than him, like maybe a half a foot taller than him, comes up and he's just really aggressive with him. He's, he tries to walk away from the guy. And the guy lunges at him saying something about, I'll kill you, or what if I kill you? And he just turns around and just knocks him the fuck out. It's like, yeah, yes. and that's,
1: that's what I think you do. I don't think in that case you go, well, I just need to get out of here. Yeah. You know, I don't think you surrender in that way but i just think on this particular case if he just let this one go he could still hang around and do this I don't if something happens to him in prison he's he's done
0: i think he realizes now he's he's he is so hated by the government over there and they so badly want to make an example of him that i don't think at this point he can back down because if he he doesn't him backing down won't stop them from wanting to you know exact whatever revenge or whatever for him sticking in his nose in their business that they want to exact on him. I think it's it's too late for him to back down. Yeah. I would like to have to give him asylum, though, and get him over in America, just so he doesn't have to deal with that every fucking day.
1: Yeah. I can understand that. So. Um, the only other quick thing, because we're probably coming up on time here, is this uh, yep. The story about the Lion of London. Yeah. So when they had the uh, the Muslim... Uh, guys attack people on the bridge in London a couple of years ago. They pulled the, they drove a truck through there and they got out and started stabbing people and stuff. This guy who was a was UK,
0: a, UK special forces guy yeah,
1: charged one of these guys and wound up getting stabbed like eight times, mm-hmm. but stopped them, Yep, basically now has to go through anti radicalization, uh,
0: Courses. Counseling. Yeah, because
1: they're afraid that being stabbed by these Muslim terrorists who were killing other people is going to radicalize them. And I'm thinking, yeah, probably will. But do you think you're really going to... And he's not a, wrong. He got stabbed like eight times. This is a
0: problem with, with London and the UK. They're total and absolute capitulation to radical Islam.
1: Well, I've said this before. My grandfather served in World War II in the Philippines and fought the Japanese. So a lot of people he knew die fighting the Japanese. And to the day he died, he hated Asian people. It didn't matter if you were Chinese, Filipino, it, you were, to him, you were all slanty-eyed bastards, right? Mm-hmm. I understand how he got there. I don't agree with him, you know, but the idea that you fought a war against these people, you know, and from your perspective saw it as righteous, I can understand how he got there. Um So, yeah, in many ways, my grandfather was radicalized against Asian people. I'm not saying I think that's ideal, but I get how he got there. But If this guy, if this Lion of London, they call him, uh, is radicalized against Islam, I can't say I don't understand how he got there. But here's
0: the problem, that what they consider radicalized is what the problem is. Just speaking out against Islam is considered radicalized against uh, being Islamophobic. That's the problem with Great Britain right now in the UK. it's the problem with Europe. In Europe is that it's not just speaking out and saying, you know, Islam as it stands is not compatible with the West. And people that um, practice Islam uh, religiously and politically, because it's both religious and political, um, are not not, um, living the same ideals that we are. And if you say that, then you're considered Islamophobe and and radical and, you know, hateful, bigot, this, that, and the other. It's it's ten times worse over there than it is here. But these cases with Tommy Robinson and case with this guy illustrates how bad it is over there.
1: But do you think any amount of counseling is going to help a guy who got stabbed eight times trying to stop someone from killing other people that somehow, well, he's just in the wrong? No, and and as as a matter of
0: fact, I don't think you should try to stop the guy from feeling that
1: way. I think it's going to make it worse. I've seen studies recently that say all this diversity training we're doing in this country is radicalizing people more. Well, yeah. it, it's making it's making people who would not have thought about race think about race in everything. Yep. All the time.
0: It's a quick article here about this guy. Might as well bring it up.
1: You gonna read more?
0: Yeah, I hate doing that, but um, Luke Rosaic from the Daily Caller. So A man famously lauded as a hero in 2017 for fighting off terrorists on the London Bridge has been forced by British authorities to attend de-radicalization classes over fears he may become extremist after being stabbed eight times. 49-year-old Roy Larner became known as the Lion of London Bridge after three jihadis in a van plowed into a crowd of people on London Bridge before stalking from building to building, killing seven people, and eventually reaching the black and blue pub where Larner was drinking with friends. Quote, they had these long knives and started shouting about Allah. Then it was Islam, 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 Larner said... Like an idiot, I shouted back at them. I took a few steps toward them, and I said, Fuck you, I'm Millwall, he said, referring to his favorite soccer team. He fought them off with his bare fists, sustaining serious stab wounds all over his body, but allowing dozens of other patrons to escape. The BBC called him a hero. Brits pushed for him to be awarded one of England's highest honors, the George Cross Medal, and a a Swedish brewery named a beer after him. Lerner has now been added to a terrorist watch list. Um, known as Britain's PREVENT program, after fears he be, he could become an anti-Islam extremist.
1: So here's my question. Let's say it was a white nationalist guy who hopped in a van with two of his buddies and plowed into a crowd of um, uh, is, uh, followers of Islam when their church was getting let out yeah. and started stabbing people. And one of those people attacked him and stopped him. Who would be going through the radicalization training? Yeah. It'd be the guys in the van.
0: Yep. So Larner told the paper, they treat me like I'm a terrorist, but I'm not political at all. The Sun reported that he was added because people on the far right who were anti-Islam had contacted Roy because of his role in stopping the terrorist incident. Uh, A year after his 12-day stay in the hospital and 80 stitches from the terrorist attack, Larner was charged with a crime for possessing illegal painkillers. He was also nearly jailed after spitting on a black photographer while yelling about foreign expletives who stink like shit, the Daily Mail reported. The city of Rotterdam, more than in the city of Rotterdam, more than one thousand five hundred British children were allegedly sexually abused by hundreds of mainly Pakistani men over a period of decades, as authorities did little in part because of fear of being thought as racist, according to an independent government review of police conduct. UK Home Secretary UK Home Secretary Sahid Javid said he would provoke We probe the cultural drivers behind grooming gangs, but police in the city of Northumbria said they could track down anyone who posts offensive comments about grooming gangs and prosecute them, which has happened. Under Under London Mayor Sadiq Khan, police have confiscated cutlery and common tools like screwdrivers from citizens, saying they are used by gangs as weapons. In Scotland, a man was arrested for having a potato peeler. Meanwhile, while in 2016, the year before the London Bridge attack, there were 500 acid attacks in London.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's fucked, and it's it's all because of of allowing uh, Muslim immigration, and then capitulating and and allowing them to to basically say this is our this is our area. This we'll take care of. Them. We'll take charge here, and then spreading out, and then anybody who has any problem with that, they're they're the ones that are prosecuted. There's an old there's women that you see video of them get the police busting down their doors because they posted something online anti-islam and the police came and bust down the doors and arrested them. There's videos of this. Hmm. You remember, we talked about this one where she was out in the street upset that there was Muslims praying and they go, well, you don't allow people to do any other overt religious things. Like Christians can't have services out here. Why are there Muslims praying? Police got involved and they're like, what's your name? So like, I'm not telling you my name. Cause why do you need my name? I'm like, to but then shortly after that, she was home and she turned on her phone because there was police at her door. There were police at her door. And it was about that instant they found out who she was, tracked her down, and then she wouldn't open her door. And they busted down her door and arrested her, took her away.
1: Oh, well, this is why you got to have freedom of speech. Yeah, you have
0: to. And you have to, you have to have freedom of speech and even speech you hate and you dislike, as long as it's not inciting violence. If it's not terrorists recruiting terrorists... And not somebody saying, "Hey, go acid attack somebody," or "Hey, go um, go bomb an ice facility by any means necessary." Go take care of that ice facility as long. As, oh, wait a minute! People are saying that over here, and they're getting away with it.
1: No, you just you watch too much Fox News. Yeah, you watch the fake news. That's why you know you think that's happening.
0: But uh,
1: it's it's a false flag. It's fake news.
0: Yeah. So Islam is a problem. I'm no I'm no fan of Islam. I'm no fan of of allowing um, Muslims to have their own set of laws and courts in society, in societies they set up in, which is Sharia courts. And they're supposed to be in, even in Minnesota, they're doing this. There's informal Sharia courts set up that are supposed to take care of certain um, things that the law normally would take care of or civil law.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't care what religion anybody is or anything like that. I just, you gotta live, you gotta live by the rules here. You know, that's it. And I remember years ago in Minnesota, they, had a lar- they have a large Hmong population. There was a generation of Hmong men who sort of knocked their wives around. And these women were starting to step forward and saying, hey, I'm being beaten at home. And, you know, uh, law enforcement officials were uh, going after these families. And the men would say their defense was, well, that's how it is in our culture. And we didn't stand for it. People said, no, you don't get to treat your family like that. Mm-hmm. And they went, okay. And they started living by the rules here. You know, and nobody was afraid of them being too butt hurt over it or anything like that.
0: Yeah, the problem with Islam though is, is though that it's got a political component to it that that, yeah. that a lot of the other people, the cultures and societies that and religions don't have. So it makes it a lot more dangerous. Yeah. Especially if it's if it's if if it's a, if you're very uh, adherent to Islam, it's it's not compatible with the West at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again. My views on immigration are if you're gonna come here, learn the language, assimilate, live live by the rules, pay your taxes, mind your own business. And there's just too many people moving here who don't wanna do that. Right. So All
0: right, well let's end it. On that happy note.
1: Yeah, exactly. You promise not to read anymore.
0: Yeah, not okay. too much reading. That's what happens when I'm too um, uh, prepared. I have all these articles to read i should just not be prepared just there comment.
1: you go there you go
0: all right so if anybody has any comment on that if you think i should be prepared or not prepared it's crow at breadcircusespodcast.com or you can harass rooster at rooster at bread and Podcast.com.
1: yeah you can try and harass rooster but he doesn't care um or look us up on our facebook page leave us a rating it's bread and circuses podcast see you bye